Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Oh, dear listeners, I think I'm on a rampage. In these podcast episodes, we chat about a pressing subject. And in this episode, I'm just going to say it, I think I might be furious. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, admittedly, I'm being a little bit dramatic. I've started out this episode by saying that I'm furious. And maybe I'm overstating things, but I don't think I'm exaggerating too much. I am angry. I am furious. I feel like when I think about this too much, I actually get quite raging. But more than that, though, I think I just feel really quite let down. And why... I know you're thinking it. Well, it's because of this new trend that's going around social media. And if I'm calling it new, it means it's been around for ages because I'm not exactly quick on the uptake. But there is a trend on social media and it's been going for a while where things like girl dinner and girl math are being glorified as funny. And I just don't think I will ever find making women appear stupid funny. That's just where I stand on this. But let's back up a little bit, shall we? So the first I saw of this was girl dinner. And it's the kind of thing you hear before you see, because it's clips of people throwing together a haphazard meal. And it is accompanied by an audio that goes something like this. Sorry about the sisters, but this is how it goes. It's like, girl dinner, girl dinner, girl dinner. And so you sort of, I mean, I do. I'm like, oh, what's that about? And what's normally shown, like I say, is the kind of plate of food you throw together when you're broke, drunk, can't be bothered to go to the shops or all of the above. It's just these sort of small random snacks that are thrown together to make a meal. But there's no nutritional value in there. Nothing makes sense. But in the right time, in the right space, it hits the spot. We've all been there. Um, Some people may know it as a picky bits dinner. I certainly love when Lindsay Kelk comes over to the UK. We make all these plans. I'm like, do you want to go to this fancy restaurant? Should we go here? And then she'll arrive and she'll say, can we just have an M&S picky bits dinner on the sofa whilst watching a film? And that's what we do every single time. And honestly, it's one of my greatest joys. But anyway... On the surface, all of this, it's funny, it's charming, and with views exceeding 1 billion on TikTok, it's obviously caught people's imagination. And it is, like I said, that that music that goes with it, the kind of girl dinner, it's funny, it kind of, it does draw you in. 
And girl dinner sort of started off as chaotic, but it did, as things tend to on social media, it did take a slightly darker turn because it got co-opted by diet culture. And girl dinner started to show off tiny plates of food. So it went from being sort of haphazard and unhealthy, think sort of a splodge of ramen, a block of cheese and some crackers. And then there was like one girl dinner that was a bowl of ice and people in the comments going, yeah, you get it, girls. It's just so stupid. It was like the suggestion being that the less you eat, the better, which again, is just daft. So whichever incarnation you're looking at, girl dinner is at best harmless and sort of stupid fun and at worst really viciously unhelpful. So then girl dinner, that was in my consciousness because I kept seeing it all over social media, more on TikTok than on Instagram, it has to be said. But then shortly after seeing girl dinner, I started to see girl math. This, listeners, is where I start to bristle. You see girl math, and let's not get into semantics about math or maths. This is the hashtag girl math. Girl math has hundreds of millions of views, and the videos feature users sharing their rules for how they spend their money, and it is usually deliberately foolish. Deliberately foolish. So for example, buying something with a gift card means it's free. Getting a refund means you've made money. Buying a handbag for £400 means it only costs a pound a day, which basically means it's free. If you buy concert tickets in April and the concert in September, then the concert is free when you go. It's that sort of thing. Look, we've all sort of thought that kind of stuff, especially when you get a refund. You think, yay, I mean, you don't don't realise you're going back to net zero. You sort of think, yay, I've somehow got something here. We've all done it. But there's something just, why would you publicly declare... I can't manage my money. I just just don't understand it. Now, with all of this, I will say that this sort of girl trend started to crop up a while ago. And in truth, it didn't bother me initially when it appeared in the incarnations of of things like Girl Boss at the time. And actually, there's there's a podcast on my feed. I think it might be the end of 2017 or 2018 where I went through like my list of five girl bosses because at the time I was pleased that a space was being made to talk about and celebrate females in power or females who are doing really well. That's what I took from it. Again, maybe it's because I'm at that age where when I see it, that's my interpretation. And again, I'm not 20 years younger when I might see it in a completely different way. But as time has gone on, prefacing anything with girl has somehow come to infantilize or demean women and that's what I don't care for although in a second I'll tell you why maybe that's not how a lot of people are seeing it I just don't understand why on earth women would want to engage in a trend where they make themselves look stupid less than or dumb or like they can't get their head around something why would you want to appear to be unable to get a handle on your finances (laughs) honestly seriously girl dinner gets something of a pass for me because sometimes snacks for me will just make more sense than anything else but to publicly play dumb about money to publicly say something that is stupid about money i don't get it i just don't find the humor in that at all whichever way you look at it i I think that it's incredibly important for women to be literate about their money to understand Every, everything about their money to know what they're spending to know what their outgoings are to know what their incomings are I think that's really vital so to somehow um discuss it and to publicly talk about it in a way where you're keeping money at arm's length and being stupid I I just I just don't get it and actually in reference to what I said about infantilizing I've read an article this week about how Gen Z is actually reclaiming the world the word girl after years of it being used to infantilize women 
that I just maybe it's because I'm I'm not Gen Z, but I just don't feel that from what I'm seeing. But again, that could be an age thing. It feels like it's more infantilizing than ever before. But I suppose girl in the workplace, I remember years ago, a friend of mine who had worked on the magazine that I worked on went out to the US office and he sent a group email and his entire team were female. And so I think, I don't think he said girls. I think he addressed an email to ladies and then he got an email from HR saying, you know, they were upset that you addressed them as ladies. So I don't know. I just, maybe it's just a a cultural shift that I'm really, really behind on. But something really made me grip my teeth about this. You can tell this is really got in my, was it this expression stuck in my core? But there was an article in Grazia, the UK-based weekly magazine recently, and the headline was, and I actually kid you not, should we be striving for lazy girl jobs? And this again moves things on for me quite considerably, because then we're talking about the workplace very specifically. Now I get what the editors were doing. They wanted something controversial, because that's what's going to sell, and that's what's going to get eyes on your digital vertical. But come on, can you imagine somebody saying, should we be striving for lazy boy jobs? No, you simply cannot. I just don't think you would see that headline. And again, the lazy girl job is part of a TikTok trend. And again, meant to be in response to Gen Z's focus on work-life balance, where they're really taking that now. This whole idea that don't enjoy your work-life balance in your 40s, enjoy it now in your 20s. And actually, I can't necessarily argue with that. But And I can see this idea of easing into work on a Monday, counting your commute as part of your working day and quiet quitting, where an employee will do the least amount required not to get fired, but nothing more would come in response to the era of girl boss and hustle, which I suppose is the era in which I came into working my working life. But I have enough friends who are in a position of hiring or firing who simply cannot believe the shift in attitude from how things were in our day. And I guess this is where uh, the two sort of positions just aren't meeting for me. And a a little while ago, Kim Kardashian came under fire for saying, I have the best advice for women in business. Get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. And I am hearing that again from a lot of people who are in the, who have businesses who are hiring. They are not seeing the hunger of, of what we think, what I think my generation used to uh, project when we were interviewing. And Kim had to publicly apologize. But like I said, I've had so many business owners tell me in the last couple of years that they have employees who are calling the shots about when and how they work, as if uh, rather than being grateful for the opportunity, that the employer should be grateful that they are considering their role. Which again, is just a big shift. And am I missing something? But when did working or suggesting that work was part of the success equation became offensive? I don't understand this. And again, I think this has rubbed me up the wrong way because it feels as though only a few weeks ago, everyone everywhere was sharing America Ferrara's speech from the Barbie movie. And just as a reminder, this speech articulates the impossible double standards of being a woman. And just to paraphrase, this speech includes lines like, you have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You have to be a career woman, but you also always have to be looking out for other people. You can never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard, it's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you, and it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. 
So if this is ringing in our ears, if the Barbie movie was the feminist masterpiece that so many people declared it was, why are we following it with trends like girl math? I know it's just a TikTok trend, but it isn't, is it? These things quickly become part of the vernacular. And while I'm not a complete bore and I do get it and I do see the funny side, I just, I really bristle when I think women are being disempowered. I've said it for years since I started this podcast, but the whole idea about every episode is to empower my listeners, whether you are male or female or however you identify. But I just find something quite dark and unhelpful about this trend. And I'm responding to it as a 45-year-old who never had a work-life balance. I got into journalism via a postgrad, working for free and firstly making everyone's teas just the way they like them and then memorising everyone's coffee orders. I was responsible for double-checking the bin collection schedule with the council that went into the local paper long before I had a byline or sat front row at a fashion week show. And to my mind, that all, all feels entirely appropriate. Did I think I was capable of writing my own column, filing news stories, editing my own section when I was milking eight cups of tea in the kitchenette on the local newspaper? Of course I did. But did I know I had to graft to earn that? Absolutely. I was very aware that was part of the equation. I wanted it and I was sure I could handle it. But honestly, if I'd had any of what my career looks like now when I was just starting out, it would have been like putting someone behind the wheel of a McLaren the day that they passed their driving test. It's just too much. And again, you can see I feel really conflicted about this. I'm all for fun and humor. I'm all for TikTok trends. But there's something dark about this, this idea of girls being dumb about their finances, girls not being able to feed themselves, this idea of lazy working. I find it really... I don't like it, listeners. But as you can imagine, I would love to know what you think. <laughs> Sorry, I really feel like I got into a groove on that one, but I don't necessarily feel as though my position is quite rational. And so that's why I would really like your feedback because I, I am perfectly willing and open to the fact that I'm wrong here, that I'm being too harsh or I'm missing a very key part of this and that I just need to see or hear another perspective. So please do come over to the Facebook group and share to, share with me what you think about this. I think every generation before the next generation complains about the ones coming up. I absolutely believe that. I remember being at school in the year, the year that I went into the lower sixth, we had kind of a meeting with all of our teachers and somebody said, oh, the first year seemed really rude. Like they didn't open the door for us because the whole thing was at school is like if you, if you saw staff members or older girls, particularly if they're in the sixth form, it was kind of like the younger girls would stop and hold the door open for you. It was kind of a thing. It was a manners thing. And one of the teachers chuckled and said every single year in this meeting, the lower sixth say how the first year seemed really rude. And every year when we have these meetings, when we do the little inductions for the first years, they're all terrified of you. So obviously, um, recollections and perceptions may vary, to quote a statement from Buckingham Palace. But I would just be really interested to know what other people think. Like I said, you all know I'm 45 years old. I'm sure many of you are a similar age to me. But if you aren't, and if you are hearing this thinking, Emma, you are, you've really missed the point on this. You've screwed the pooch here come over to the Facebook group and tell me because I really want to, I really want to understand it. Um, the Facebook group link to join is in the show notes. Please do use it. Please do join, share a message, give your thoughts on this episode. You can also DM me on Instagram and X where I'm at Emma Guns or I'm also at Emma Guns on threads 
although there's just too much to really think about in terms of social media at the moment. X, threads, Instagram, TikTok. I am on TikTok, but I'm doing the bare minimum. Um, all I'm doing really is just watching um, girl dinner things or because I keep watching it now angrily and then they keep showing me more. And if you want to email me, if you have something a bit more to say that perhaps you would rather check out with me first before you post in the Facebook group, then email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. But this is really... This is something that actually I was out in London today. I was at beauty launches and I had coffee with some friends and it came up in every single conversation in some way or another. And so it's obviously something that's on people's minds. And my aim here in talking about it on this episode is to sort of say how I'm feeling about it now, but be really open to the fact that, like I said, I might be missing something or there's a bigger discussion that I'm missing and I would love to hear that perspective from you because if there's one thing I've learned from doing this show is that you are all so very, very smart and you offer really helpful insight that I find incredibly useful. I find it useful. I know everyone in the Facebook group likes to hear all hear and read all these other opinions. So don't be shy. Come over there. The link to join is in the show notes. I can't wait to see what you've got to say about this one. I really can't. Thank you so much for listening. That's everything for bullet points this week. The rage bullet points. <laughs> The Rage episode, maybe that's what I'll call it. Um, it's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for tolerating my rage. I will see you on the next one. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.